Welcome to Behavioral Grooves. My name is Kurt Nelson. And I'm Tim Houlihan. And this is the podcast where we discuss why we do what we do. Sometimes. But not today. Not today. We're going to talk about your favorite or one of your favorite topics. Musique. Musique. Yes. Specifically, actually, music that is informative of behavioral science. Is that a way of saying it? Fair enough. And there's thousands and thousands of songs that we could be pulling from, right? There are millions of songs. We're using an availability heuristic here just to peel off the stuff off the top that's available to us, right? (laughs) Those vivid (laughs) memories that we have of these different songs. And you definitely have the kiki memory of this. So you begin (laughs) and talk about a song that makes you think of behavioral science or reflects some behavioral science principle that you think is important important to talk about. Number one is Think by Aretha Franklin, because it's Bob Cialdini's favorite song. <laughs> you are just pandering here. I'm not pandering. I'm just saying it's like, it's just so great. So you know why, I mean? okay, let's, let's talk about why this is a behavioral science appropriate song. Uh, because it's, it's saying, don't just do Think it's saying it's like interrupt your interrupt your behavior with uh, a little bit of thought. So right? be rational as opposed to being just emotional. emotional, right? And the the lyrics go: You better think think about what you're trying to do to me. Let your mind go. Let yourself be free. So let don't let your mind lie to you. Basically, be rational. Interesting, but yeah. it's all saying be free, which yeah. would because it rhymes be... with me. <laughs> you know, I'm a songwriter. I, I can see through this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't some really deep, like reflective component of of her thoughts on on behavioral impacts of thinking versus emotional responses. I think she was like 19 years old, and she was just channeling. How can I write a pop song? Okay, well uh, that's good. Yeah. But it has some meaning when we can then it does take it and, and run with it. All right, it does. Okay, what, what's your what's your number one? I am actually I don't have a number one. I'm I'm not that that kind of person on those kind of things. However, James Heyman, very first guest that we ever had. Oh, on now this you're podcast, you're pandering. Now. I'm pandering to James Heyman. <laughs> he talked about Lincoln Park and the 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 song Numb. Yeah, and and in that the lyrics that are going on is. Um, I'm becoming this. All I want to do is to be more like me and to be less like you. And and of what you want me to be too. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So it, it's the song that is reflective of this, this component who this person is trying to find out who they are and, and themselves and, and they're, they're, they want to be themselves and have their own self-identity, their own self-schemas, as opposed to trying to pander to somebody else and to make, make themselves who they are uh, just to match what somebody else is expecting of them. So the flip side of that is cheap tricks, surrender. Surrender. Yeah. That's a great one. They got the double guitar thing, right? The, uh, Rick Nielsen, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have a great story about meeting Rick Nielsen at a barbecue spot, but we won't go into that right now. Oh, um, what a tease. A, you are a tease. <laughs> just, it's for another occasion. But surrender is surrender, surrender, but don't give yourself away. In other words, like make sure that you're, you're splitting what you say and what you do. You know, it's sort of emphasizing this say-do gap, this idea of I'm going to be one thing in one situation and then socially I'm going to be something else somewhere else. I'm going to let me be me in other social situations. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? I got nothing. Oh, oh man. Okay. So I got two more. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is why, this is why we are a pair. I provide one fifth of all of the intellectual knowledge and content of the show, but Hey, you know, 
Okay, so I I, I would like to to share Joan Jett's bad reputation. Okay. So this, so the lyric is, I don't give a damn about my reputation. You're living in the past. It's a new generation. A girl can do what she wants to do, and that's what I'm going to do. I don't give a damn about my bad reputation. And I feel like this is really freeing. This is, you know, this is, it's an empowering story, but from a psychological perspective, she's saying, I'm, I'm not going to give into social proof. I'm not going to give into the social uh, story of, of what is, is being pushed on me. I'm going to be me. And I think that that's, that's a cool message. And basically saying, you know, F you tribe. You know, or mm-hmm. it, it, is it going to this component that that's the generalized big tribe and I'm forming my own bad reputation tribe over here? Right. And, and right. signaling to those people that I don't care about what the mainstream thinks. So thus, I am this outcast and you can join me in my in, outcast in, tribe. That's right. It is outcast tribe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one. Okay. So this is going back a few years and I'm not a huge country fan, but George Strait wrote a song called She Thinks I Still Care. Okay. So, I mean, just, just the title itself, She Thinks I Still Care is so great. It, it ranks up there with some of the greatest titles of all, of all songs ever written, which another one is, How Can I Miss You When You Won't Even Leave Me? That's a pretty great one. <laughs> Who is that by? <laughs> That's another country song. <laughs> but, but when George Strait wrote She Thinks I Still Care, uh, actually, and, and he wrote it with, uh, I think it was Steve Duffy and uh, Dickie Lee Lipscomb, but... It's the lyrics go just because I asked a friend about her, just because I spoke her name somewhere, just because I rang her number by mistake today, she thinks I still care. And this is like behavior is totally belying his his actual you know uh, intentions or what he's how he's trying to live. He's trying to be aloof and no, you know that's just not me. But he's doing all these things behaviorally that put him back into the romance. Yeah, it makes a perfect. There's some cognitive dissonance there, right? Totally. He's, he's, you know, having this motivated reasoning saying, I'm doing these things, but it's not because I care. It's because it was an accident. It was an accident. You know, called her up. Yeah, really. Yeah. And, but underlying all of that, he really might still care. Is that what you're saying? I think he might. I you're think saying he's that a- the behavior is more destructive. Re- prescriptive or descriptive of his real real intentions than what he's saying with his words. Of course. Actions speak louder than words. All right. Yeah, absolutely. That's well, right. this was a little quickie and, um, you know, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you didn't, well, you know what? It There's another one next week. <laughs> There's another one next week. And it didn't take that much of your time. So uh, if you did like it, please leave us a great review. We appreciate those. And uh, with that, thank you. <laughs>